0: Welcome to the Dynasty Force Podcast with your hosts, Billy Brisbane and Robert Mantuano. Welcome on in, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in a little later start time tonight. Apologize for that on my end. Um, Got a little caught up in in some some fantasy football on my own, getting into the trading habits. Uh, You know how it... How it is this time of year, and I'm sure that my co-host here can also understand how it is. Billy Brisbane, how's it going, buddy?
1: It's going very well tonight. How are you doing? Um, it's a, it's been a pretty crazy week, you know. Big fight this weekend. We got Khabib versus Gaethje. I uh, know you're not an MMA person, but uh, it's in Abu Dhabi time, so it's kind of thrown off my week timing-wise. But uh, how about you? How's your week been so far?
0: Uh, it's, it's been pretty good. Um, I, I've really been, you know, working in, like I said, in fantasy leagues, making trades and, and trying to, uh, put myself in a position to win. So, um, good. And, uh, I've had, uh, I've had better weeks, obviously. Uh, you know, not the, not the greatest week ever, but, um, no, I mean, pretty, pretty solid to this point. No school this week. So, Thank God I get a one week reprieve here uh, before I go back um, into two more master's courses since my uh, schooling is set up in blocks. I kind of like it a little better that way because, uh, you know, it, it gives you a false sense of uh, time moving fast. You know, like you're still doing the same amount of classes in the same amount of time, but uh, two classes over seven weeks, like seven weeks goes by pretty quick, you know? So yeah. definitely. Um Bill, you want like how ha- what is Abu Dabu Abu Dhabi time, like how many hours difference? So we're on the East Coast. Uh so just for anyone listening. So I'm
1: the happy. uh card starts at um ten o'clock in the morning and then the main card starts at two o'clock in the afternoon and Abu Dhabi time that would be like prime time, uh seven o'clock, prelims, and then eleven o'clock. Main time start. So, whatever the uh, math differential is on that. But the only reason why it's like that is because uh, Khabib is such a big draw. He's kind of like the LeBron James of MMA. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the fact that he's fighting over there in the Middle East, he's uh, big time money over there. So, they uh, changed the start time because it's they're getting more views out in the Middle East than they would be in America if they uh, changed the start time. No, that, it's pretty crazy, to be honest with you, if you think about it, because uh, everything kind of really runs on American time.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't mean to brag, but we're kind of the uh, leaders in creating entertainment. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's interesting, though, because – like you said, he's such a big name. I mean, I I don't know MMA like you do, but obviously I know who Khabib is and or Khabib and um, his history as a fighter. So I can I can definitely imagine the impact that uh, him fighting in Abu Dhabi is going to have on timing. You know, because it works it works hard, it works hard in everything. Has a, has a big impact for sure. All right, guys. Um, Getting into today's episode, uh, we're going to be looking ahead to week seven. We're going to take a quick look back on week six. Um, Some big news. I mean, not big. Today was actually, or this past week, was pretty light on news in general. Like, there's a few injuries, but nothing like what we've seen in in weeks to this point. And if you're watching right now, too, you see uh, both Billy and I at this point have Avatars instead of our actual videos. For some reason, my camera uh, decided to not work for today's video, so um, we decided to roll with it. And then Billy uh, decided to twin with me, even though he has an actual avatar here on Streamyard and I don't. So Billy's Billy looks a little better than I do uh, at the moment, but uh, yeah, a little out of shape this week. We'll work on that and get that fixed for next weekend. Um. All right, Bill, let's have our quick little icebreaker here and just talk about uh, where you can find us um, looking ahead. You know, obviously, uh, we say it every week, follow the, f- the show at Dynasty Force Pod. Um, find us on YouTube as well, Dynasty Force Podcast. The episodes are always live on YouTube as well, um, but you also get the video if you want to check it out there afterwards uh build you want you know talk about what you got going on uh you mentioned the big kibib fight um heading into the uh the weekend but anything else going on on your twitter
1: yeah man uh they can follow me over on twitter at getting bills i got a lot of things going on a couple videos uh this week for uh fan duel i got the head-to-head in the cage series going on uh this week bringing on Bobby Gomez. He runs some stuff over there for run. Uh, I think it's run sports DFS. That's the name of the uh, company. Um, So other than that, I got some plays going out on my Twitter and stuff like that. Um, Should be a pretty fun week. Pretty active week. Got a lot of videos that I'm retweeting different news stuff that they have going on at Pub uh Pub Sports Radio. Like uh tonight there's an MMA show. Uh they have some football stuff going on over there. So uh it's a pretty active uh week for me, man. One of the more active ones that I had in a pretty long time.
0: That's great though, you know. Uh, the more content, the better for for not only for you and your exposure, but also for you know everyone uh tuning in for that content. So it's great, great to hear. Thank you. Uh, and then follow me at Fantasy FantasyForceFB. Um, I will have my weekly matchup breakdown back this week. I didn't have it last week with my finals in school, but this week uh, it will be back. Likely going to be posted tomorrow. Um, so if you're listening Thursday night or after, uh, you can likely check my pinned tweet on my profile at FantasyForceFB and find it there if you're looking for it, Um, and obviously, you know, feel free to comment uh, at me, DM me, do whatever you gotta do if you need any help with anything. Bill, I'm sure the same goes for you, so let's dive in our little quick question here how is your fantasy football season going to this point um bill i'll I'll let you kick it off you want to talk about kind of like uh i don't know if you want to say your best league your worst league a little of both you know
1: um, I'm winning. A different, I win a different approach this year. I played in a lot more dynasties than uh redraft leagues because of the whole entire COVID situation. I didn't want to really deal with that in a redraft league, but um dynasty league so far. Uh my one team, my main team that I really care about the most is the uh home league. I'm six and six so far. I got a big matchup going against another six and six team. So uh this potentially is for the last playoff spot. Um that team. Kind of a little bit scared going into this week. Uh, we have to start four flex, so it's pretty hard to get four flex in with a two QB league. So yeah. uh, there's some very thin plays week to week. Um, the next league I'm in, that, uh, that I'll give the viewers a little bit that we talk about a lot is the, uh, brewski league just made a trade in that league. Uh, not really liked by the, uh, other league mates. I actually traded Keyshawn Vaughn and CJ Usman for, uh, Jordan Atkins and Marquez Valdez, Gantlin. I really need a flex spot for this week. And I, uh, Pretty confident in Marquez Valdez Gantlin spot against uh, the Texans. That's going to be a really big shootout game this week. And then now uh, quarantine crazy hour home league that I have with you as you being the commissioner, Um kind of in a weird spot. Don't know what we really want to do. Uh, most of my teams are kind of competing and then this is the only one that isn't really. So I don't know if I want to have fun and kind of blow it up and, uh, trade some stuff away and uh, go with the rebuilding method or uh, feel like we can pick up a couple more wins throughout these next couple of weeks. Cause I have a pretty weak schedule coming up. How about you, Rob?
0: <clears throat> uh, just to hit on that quarantine crazy league. Um, you, I don't know what your record is and it's not great, right? It's uh two, one and, in four. two and four. Um, I believe at the moment I'm four and two in that league. Um, so <laughs> I see a comment here from Detroit Beastie. Hey Rob, ask Billy about our head-to-head matchup on FanDuel Sunday. I actually saw that uh, posted by uh, Chris and Bill. Um, do you want? Do you want to just talk about it a little bit, or do you, do yeah, you just it, want to
1: it? It No, nah, it was pretty dope, man. Uh, we were on Pub Sports Radio. It was the first week. We had a uh, head-to-head matchup, Detroit Beastie. Um, He called it on the video, man. He said he was going to swipe me off the slate, man. He he definitely did. Um, He had some crazy calls last week. Um, I tailed him on that DeAndre Swift play, played him in my uh, Millionaire Maker lineup this week. He had him in that lineup. Um, It was a pretty fun time. Uh, I know we'll definitely be able to do it again, uh, either this season or next season, Chris is definitely uh, one of the first people that we're going to have on the uh, in the Cage series and definitely going to be one of the uh, regulars on that one. So uh, Chris, make sure you check out his fantasy bottom of the barrel weekly uh, article. Always one of my fan duel favorites because I've um, been playing on a lot more fan duel DraftKings this year. Surprisingly.
0: I feel uh, me can't say so. Uh, I, I've just been kind of living in the, Low end prop betting area uh, I'm I'm fine making You know $50 a week and, and just Stacking it up little by little And then <laughs> at the end of the season I'll, I'll be I'll be pretty fine uh, But you saw Detroit BC said Had a blast let's run it back week 7 And I'm sure we'll see that on Twitter As well regardless of Whether you win lose Someone's going to be gloating about it So uh yeah,
1: Pay for Chris's lunch Monday man. <laughs>
0: uh i you know i feel i feel um i would say let me get in on it but you guys are are the dfs wizards and i feel like i'll just kind of you know bring up the rear every week i'm not trying to lose all my money every week so yeah um oh i was before uh chris had commented and commented, I was going to mention the quarantine crazy league that I, uh, that you had mentioned you were two and four in. I'm four and two in, um, and I'm doing pretty well in that. Uh, it, it kind of hurts with Le'Veon Bell signing, uh, in Kansas city with Clyde Edwards Hilaire being on my team. But then again, I have, uh, James Conner, Dalvin cook and Joe Mixon still. So, <laughs> uh, and we only start one flex outside of two running backs. So i I'm going to have to bench one of them. Maybe it's just going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire by chance. Um, you mentioned also uh, potentially blowing it up and rebuilding. I'm in a Dynasty League with a few great names on Twitter, um, both at him and her sports. Like you know, there, There's two of them that run the one account, so they're both in that. Um, both of the fantasy analyzers which you can find, I believe, at Fantasy Analyzers on Twitter. Um, at Roto Lounge, there, there's a decent amount of great people in that league. And uh, yeah, I'm full rebuild in that league. Um, but currently I'm projected to have... I, wanna say, I, I checked it earlier. I have four first-round picks. It's a 12-man Superflex league. And um, four first-round picks... I believe all four of them are projected at this point to be in the top seven. So pretty, pretty great draft capital for a rebuilding team. And I'm really hoping that I can turn it around soon. And um, I actually just made another dynasty trade in a different league where I'm hoping to potentially win the championship this year. Kind of sold my future even more so than I already had previously um but i traded daniel jones clyde edwards hilaire and terry mclaurin in order to get lamar jackson chris carson and two seconds what are your thoughts on on that sort of trade and dynasty bill now keep in mind it's 10 teams, you again. 10 teams super flex three flex starts along with the super flex Uh, I traded away Daniel Jones, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Terry McLaurin in order to get Lamar Jackson, uh, Chris Carson, and two seconds. And one of the seconds uh, belongs to the worst team in the league, so it is projected to be the first pick in the second round, which in a 10-team league is almost like a first-round pick.
1: I can uh, understand it, I guess, but um not a type of trade that I'm really towards into or be more inclined to be doing. But I,
0: I will say that I I will say that um in that league I had Russell Wilson. So I, I feel like you know I have two top five options at quarterback now, which is great in a ten team league. But not only that, um I don't have confidence in Daniel Jones' future as a starter for the Giants with the way that he's played this season. And if he is not the long-term starter for them, um, I have no long-term starters beyond Russell Wilson on that team. Uh, like I had Dwayne Haskins, who was another young guy, and he's kind of, you know, he, he's definitely done in Washington. Uh, I also have Marcus Mariota, but he's, with, with the way that Derek Carr is playing, he's just going to stay a backup. Um and then uh, I had, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tyrod Taylor and Alex Smith. Like, no, no sort of future plays. So, uh, Lamar Jackson still only 23. I feel like that, you know, puts me in a decent position for the future. So, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, the, the kind of quick looks into our, uh, into our fantasy league's dynasty. Um, we didn't really talk about redraft, but I'm actually enjoying – Uh, redraft this year i'm having a decent amount of success and uh you know i'm happy with it uh we could talk about that more in the future but for now let's get into some of the news from this past week bill i'll let you go on and uh talk about this news however much you would um like since it's your team
1: this one is uh Zach Ertz and Miles Sanders. Zach Ertz is expected to be out three to four weeks with an ankle issue. Uh, the drop off of a cliff has been really bad for Zach Ertz of recent, yeah. But um, if you're struggling to find a replacement tight end, I feel like uh Richard Rodgers is a pretty good tight end. I picked him up in a couple of spots uh in a couple of leagues a couple weeks ago since he's the uh, Dallas Scotter replacement right now, and he should be the uh full onslaught tight end for the next couple of weeks um before we go into buy the next upcoming weeks we have the giants in dallas so uh two really good starts for yeah. uh richard Rodgers. and the same exact thing could be said for uh boston Scott, who should be filling in for miles miles sanders who is out um this is a really good timing for his injury right now because uh the bye week that we have, week nine, forces him to be out for three weeks instead of two weeks. So when he comes back, week ten, he's plays the uh dines and he'll be uh 100, and that's yep. really nice to see because uh, Miles Sanders was a backup for Saquon Barkley at uh, Penn State for most of his career. The only uh, season that he pl- got like a lot of snaps was his uh, senior season. So uh, he hasn't really been a workhorse back but he has the profile of being one. But uh, as you can tell, he gets a little bit nicked up from time to time. Uh, as he gets older and his body more matures, he'll uh, be ready to take the onslaught of those carries and stuff like that. Um, but Rob, how do you feel about
0: the Eagles <clears throat> situation? Um, I actually am, am on the verge of trading for Dallas Goddard in a redraft league. Um. I I mean, I'm getting a lot more than Dallas Goddard and I'm giving up George Kittle. So it's, it's a little, you know, more than just me trading for Dallas Goddard, but um, Dallas Goddard, like I'm fine with for the future, because I feel like he'll be back after the bye as well. And um, he may even be back before Zach Ertz. Like, uh, I think the initial diagnosis for Christian McCaffrey was four to six weeks and we're kind of. I think this is going to be the fifth game that he's missing. And, um, you know, I we, do we really know if he's going to come back next week? They have a Thursday night game and then a week – no, they don't have a week nine bye. I saw that on Twitter for some reason. But um, he could very well miss six weeks. So, you know, it it could be in that sort of similar situation where Zach Zacherts is hitting the longer end of the timeline too uh, with his ankle injury. Then again, it could also be the same for Dallas Goddard. So, you know, it's kind of a toss-up, but you mentioned the schedule heading into the bye. Um, I also looked at the Eagles' schedule. Um, let me try and pull it up right now. But heading or coming out of the bye even was pretty great um, for fantasy purposes. And, and I've you mentioned uh, Sackert's falling off a cliff You know, I I feel like that only boosts Goddard's potential value. Um, So you mentioned New York Giants, Cowboys heading into the bye Giants after the bye. Then you get the Browns, who have been pretty bad against uh, passing options. Um, The Seahawks, who have also been pretty bad. The Packers, uh, not so great of a matchup for Philly tight ends, but then the Saints, the Cardinals and the Cowboys to top it off. Like the schedule turns pretty well for Philly. I mean, you can make an argument for Zach Ertz. You can make an argument for Dallas Goddard, whoever, but uh, you know, they're both injured at the moment. So if you, you can take some L's uh, you know, I wouldn't mind. I would prefer to trade for Goddard from what I've seen from Ertz to this point this year. But um, I, I think they're both, you know, solid trade for candidates um let's let's move on here though uh hopefully they're not long-term injuries regardless like and hopefully even goddard can get back onto the field soon so uh moving on uh bill i want you to take a look at this edit and tell me your idea on it a uh, shout out clutch points um i found it just surfing the internet but
1: I was, I'm sick. See, look. And, uh, one of my leagues, I dropped uh, Antonio Brown. And then all this news happened this week, but uh, I don't think, um, I don't think this is the one because when he does come back, he will be suspended. So, what are we really getting excited for? <laughs> and you uh, know, I'm the biggest Antonio Brown truther. Th-
0: like, I believe that if he signed with Seattle, as you know, as it says here, uh, he's receiving interest from them. Apparently other teams too, but, you know, Seattle was the one that was named. Like, would we put, or would Seattle even put him ahead of Lockett or Metcalf on the field? I, I highly doubt it. So, like, you know, an offense that wants to run the ball more than pass it. Like, they, they've been forced to pass it to this point but an offense that wants to run the ball more and maybe will make that switch in the future. Um, You know, do you necessarily want the third passing option? Who's 32 hasn't really played football much. I think he's played what one game in two years. It's, it's concerning, but then again, it's Antonio Brown, you know, (laughs) it's, uh, Former, what he had four or five straight years as the number one overall wide receiver. It's it's uh it's hard to turn that down, but um I I don't know I I'm just not really interested in buying into Antonio. Like he could sign with like I don't know what would be a great wide receiver situation to sign with right now. Green Bay. Green, he could sign with Green Bay and just be opposite Adams and not even be like the focal point, catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I'd probably love him then, but right, but, everybody, everybody, you know,
1: right like, though Green Bay would be the perfect. Spot. Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. That's not that type of uh, franchise to do it, but in Madden it would work out very well.
0: It would work. I mean, in Madden you'd just be airing it out every game, and it would <laughs> it would just be Devonte Adams and. Antonio Brown both hitting two thousand receiving yards. I mean, uh, Madden's a whole different story, but um, no, I, I personally, I don't know what's going to happen with Antonio Brown. Um, I would. It's just kind of a wait and see thing. But if he's on waivers and redraft leagues, would you pick him up? Uh, it would be at least two more weeks that he would not be playing.
1: I'm fine with. Not picking him up?
0: I think it's hard when bye weeks are hitting now, too, like to stash him, you know, mm-hmm. kind of hard to make that argument, especially when, like, he could sign with Seattle and just kind of be the third option. So, uh, Johnny Smith this week, limited participant Wednesday after suffering an ankle sprain. So he is likely going to play this week. Um, there was kind of some worry about that after he went out this past week. Uh, he discounting last week, he is the number one tight end in points per game. So kind of an important, uh, important fantasy piece, um, Yeah, We don't really have to hover on that because he should be fine and playing. Uh, Another guy who should be coming back this week, Deontay Johnson, practiced in full today, so he will certainly be back week seven. Um, Do you think, Bill, that Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool can both have fantasy fantasy success on the field at the same time?
1: Yes, we will get into the reason why later on the show.
0: Oh, I like that. I like to hear that. Um. And then one final piece of news, Mark Ingram uh, suffered a mild ankle sprain. He's expected to be back soon. They have a bye this week. Um, So, you know, I would not be surprised if Mark Ingram doesn't end up missing any games. Just simply, you know, tape him up. He'll be fine. Um, Are you adding J.K. Dobbins in redraft leagues for the speculation and holding him through the bye? Uh, they play J. Pittsburgh Dobbins in week eight so it's not year. even like it's not even like a great matchup when they come back
1: um I feel like JK Dobbins is a year away um unfortunately um I feel like Gus Edwards is gonna be the guy back there when uh like not the guy but enough where jK will be Dobbins the yeah gonna be a trap
0: yeah I feel that yeah definitely sadly but definitely. All right. Uh, that's basically all the news. Like I said, it was a little lighter on news this week. Um, <laughs> I, thankfully, I'd like to not talk. I'd like to not spend our half of our show on injury news in the future. So uh, that works for me. Bill, uh, back to just you and me this week. So we actually have four hypes. Four hates each, uh one for each position. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and get through this and um, give some great pointers along the way. Bill, you had yours in first, so I'm gonna let you go first here, uh talking about the quarterback position that you're hype on.
1: Yeah, the uh, quarterback position that I'm hype on this week is my main man, Gardner Minshew. Uh, On paper, Minshew finally gets a good matchup this week. Garbage time, it all contributes to fantasy points. Uh, Since week one, he's been averaging 308 yards per game with multiple touchdowns in each game. Uh, The Chargers give up the third most fantasy points at the quarterback position this year. Minshew should be ranked in the top 10, and he has top five upside here against the Chargers. Uh, the fantasy community will be hyping up Justin Herbert, especially for uh, DFS this week. He has a good price tag. But I like Minshew here just a tad bit more. Um, I know the Chargers aren't a good football team, but they'll definitely give the opportunity to uh, get those garbage time points, man, and uh, it all counts in fantasy. How do you feel about Minshew this week?
0: Uh, I huh. – <laughs> uh, I'm probably not like excited to play him, but I, I definitely don't mind it. Um, would you rather Minshew or Justin Herbert in the same matchup?
1: I would go with Minshew for season long, but Herbert for DFS,
0: if that makes sense. Is that based on price or is that based on... That's based on
1: the fact that um, if I'm going to play Justin Herbert in DFS, I compare him up with Keenan Allen, who's been absolutely been smashing since uh, Herbert's been in the lineup. But Minshew, I feel like, is a better just, like, overall. Like, if I had to make a bet, I think Herbert would be favorited and Minshew would be at plus money, but I would probably be tempted to, like, bet the plus money on Minshew, if that makes sense.
0: No, I, I feel that. Um, I'm trying to work it out to where I can see what Gardner Minshew is currently ranked, but uh, for the season, yeah, like I, where where he is to this point. I think he's 18th in points per game at the quarterback position. Uh, it's a little lower than where I expected him. Honestly, like I I kind of saw him around. Uh, sort of the 15 mark i think i had him ranked at 18 but i i was just a, had had a little higher expectations for him to be a a really strong quarterback too and uh and a really been, bad week one he did and um there was an, an another week the dolphins week i think it was where um it was not you know yeah not the best thing but uh no i i think Minshew overall can keep up, and, and I, I like the pick. I, I would star him if I if I had to. Um, personally, hold on. I got to scroll here. <laughs> my mouse was not working. But personally, I would play uh, my quarterback over uh, Gardner Minshew 10 times out of 10. I feel like you would too, but it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback. I feel like people are going to be a little scared off of Aaron Rodgers after last week, the... Absolute meltdown in Tampa Bay, um, but this week they play the Houston Texans, and you know you just, you just gotta stay in the flames there with with Aaron Rod Aaron Rodgers. Um, the matchup doesn't get much better, and um, you know it, it's hard to uh, <sighs> it's it's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers when he's going up against a bad team. Um, and it's not that the Texans overall are a bad team. Like the defense has not been great. Um, but Deshaun Watson can also definitely keep up in this one. And then, uh, the Packers run defense isn't great either. So David Johnson will be able to run the ball. Like I, I feel like this, uh, I haven't seen the over-unders yet, but I feel like this matchup, like if I had to guess, probably has one of the highest over-unders of the week. And uh, I'd be willing to buy into Aaron Rodgers um, as arguably a top five quarterback this week based on the matchup, despite the fact that, you know, last week was such a dud. Um, So, yeah, Bill, are you are you willing to throw out last week for Aaron Rodgers the same way I am? Um, I would
1: I wouldn't say throw out last week. But um, I feel like with those type of highly stud quarterbacks, usually after a uh, week that they had a really bad week, they usually bounce back very well. I do like uh, Aaron Rodgers in this matchup. This is a really good matchup against the Texans, who have been one of the worst defenses in the league this year. Um, Like I alluded to earlier in the beginning of the show, I just made a trade for MVS just for this week. Yeah. Uh, specifically because um, I think that's going to be one of the highest shootout games this week.
0: I feel, I feel for sure. All right, Bill, you want to head into the running back position?
1: Yeah, the uh, running back down hype on this week is uh Boston Scott, Philadelphia Eagle uh, with Miles Sanders being sidelined with the injury for two weeks. We can get two weeks of Boston Scott here. The giants have gave up 26 fancy points per game to backfields this year and the ninth most in the league. The giants also struggle covering pass-catching backs, allowing six catches and 50 receiving yards per game to running backs this year. Paulson Scott, I think of him more of like a Darren Rolls type of back. And uh, filling in a role for uh, Miles Sanders this week, he should be getting probably about 70 to 80% of the touches, and he will deliver flex value in in a very shallow waiver wire this week. Um, I felt like Paulson Scott was definitely by far in the way the best waiver wire ad how about you Rob how do you feel about Boston Scott this week against the Giants
0: I agree with you that he was definitely by far uh the best waiver wire ad uh but I, I don't know I'm I'm just not excited about Boston Scott after week one I know week one it was against Washington and Washington's offensive line or defensive line I meant was overpowering the Philadelphia Eagles uh, offensive line and it was just You know, it's not comparable to what the Giants have been to this point. Um, But at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like Boston Scott is kind of that complimentary back where he's better in that role, and now you're going to kind of make him... I don't know if that he'll even be a workhorse, you know? Like, I just... eh. I I feel like, like I said, I feel like he's better as a complimentary back. And... um, I, I I don't know what to expect of him in the workhorse role. I'm, I I would love to see him do well though. Uh, I will be starting him in a few spots um, because I will be forced to. But uh, I you know I am shaky about it. So your hope in him gives me gives me some hope for uh, my fantasy teams this week. So that makes me a little happier. Um, I I wonder who you would prefer between your running back and my running back. My running back that I'm hype on this week has not looked good for a few weeks now, but matchup is everything. It's going to be Joshua Kelly for the Los Angeles chargers and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, man, week one looked pretty good against the Colts um, overall. And then uh, since week one, it has been, very, very bad for the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Uh, and as I mentioned, Joshua Kelly has not looked great, but since Austin Eckler got hurt, we saw Justin Jackson sort of take on like a mini uh, Eckler role. And then jo- Joshua Kelly took on sort of the mini Melvin Gordon role. Cause obviously both of them are not as talented as the former two. Um, so you know i am uh i think that up ahead and i think kelly like he'll be in a position where he should receive a lot of carries i'm i'm hoping um and then he can be efficient with those carries because of the defense that he's going up against keenan allen i we don't really know the status of keenan allen like he he's uh he is injured he he may play but even if he plays are you, are you super confident i i yeah. mean i you are
1: he's been practicing
0: did he i didn't even see that um i have to look it up now because i feel like i did not see him like if it oh the back spasm. Oh, yeah um he'll so he'll probably play all right either way though i i still think kelly is in a good position to actually be efficient. Uh, we forget that Kelly hasn't looked bad all season. He is, in theory, the future two in this backfield. Like, Eckler's is the clear, you know, number one. Um, but Justin Jackson is not going to be a long-term answer. So I feel like this team is going to kind of try to get Joshua Kelly into a rhythm this week against a defense that he can run on. Um, and he has had the more valuable sort of red zone touches too. So this obviously isn't a set, Isn't me saying like if you're in a redraft league, a basic redraft league, go pick them up off waivers and uh, go get them or all this. But it's more so saying if you're in like what we've mentioned before, a deep dynasty league where you need that third flex or something like that and you, you're scraping for it. I'm not going to be afraid in that position to play Joshua Kelly. So it's kind of a deeper, you know, deeper start, but uh, I'm going to take the risk here, um, buy into a team playing a a bad team, honestly. Um, Bill, you want to head into uh, your wide receiver?
1: Yeah, I'll head into my uh, wide receiver. My wide receiver that I'm hype about this week is Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. He has received five or more targets in each game this season, and has at least five catches in four of the five last games that he's played in. Burrow has had four 300-yard games so far this season, and his career best game so far this season was against the Browns earlier this season on uh, that island game, which the Browns' defense, uh, which Browns' defense are we really going to get? Because um, they're also the same defense that limited Phillip Rivers and Big Ben to a combined 405 passing yards and one touchdown. But through the first four games of the season, they allowed – 329 yards and three touchdowns. Um, to Overall, I think we're going to get the bad version of the Browns defense and why I think the Browns might be able to win this game. I think uh, Joe Burrow is in a great spot this week and uh, he's been showing a lot of upside these last couple of weeks. He had a really good first half against the Colts last week. I didn't expect that and uh, he's been getting the bad end of the stick these last couple of weeks and some bad matchups, but I think Joe Burrow and his number one wide receiver Tyler Boyd will definitely be a great pairing this week.
0: So Bill, I saw um I saw your pick of Tyler Boyd and uh I, I like the idea of it and I think he and uh my hype wide receiver for this week can get along. But uh, I wanted to pick the true number one for Cincinnati. It's going to be the rookie T. Higgins. He has looked phenomenal over the past three weeks. Specifically, his snap percentages have gone up. His targets have gone up. A.J. Green actually had a little revival. But before that, he was just being phased out of the offense in favor of T. Higgins. And, you know, the the role that A.J. Green played this past week like it was more of the possession short route receiver, whereas T Higgins is still getting the downfield targets. You mentioned how bad the Browns are against the wide receiver position. I think T Higgins is in a great position this week to, I mean, he he's been performing and he should be in lineups regardless, but you know, now like he's been performing in bad matchups and now the matchups kind of align to the point where T Higgins become someone where are heading into it I don't see any way that I'm not playing him and uh I've been holding him in the redraft leagues for a few weeks now I haven't been confident enough to play him based on the matchups and then I, I just look at my bench every week and I'm like wow T Higgins still had a game despite the matchup so uh yes I'm I'm very excited for uh T Higgins in this matchup I think he definitely can have a huge week and i think his upside too compared to tyler boyd is uh much higher uh based on his recent usage would you prefer tyler boyd to t higgins this week bill
1: yeah um the only thing that i don't like about t higgins is uh even though he's been very productive he's still playing the opposite uh wide receiver role and um i i just feel like tyler boyd is getting a really good matchup in the slot. The Browns have a real problem guarding the slot. So um, that's the reason why I only hedge Tyler Boyd over T. Higgins this week. But I do like the connection that Burrow and T. Higgins have been developing over the course of the season now.
0: Yeah, no, I feel that. Uh, would you be interested in, in making that bet between Higgins and uh, Boyd?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Oh, great. All right. Count that one. Uh, I think it's been a few weeks since we've made a bet, so that actually works for me. Um, Beautiful. All right, Bill, you want to talk about the tight end position for our final hype?
1: Yeah, the uh, final hype here at the tight end position is Cleveland Austin Hooper. He has finally shown some consistency this year. He has scored double-digit fancy points in three consecutive Three consecutive games, and he gets a good matchup here against the Bengals, who have allowed the seventh most fancy points to the tight end position this year. It's not going to be the sexiest of starts, but uh, Tyler Boyd has been playing pretty well of recent. Um, Not much else to say other than that. How do you feel about Austin Hooper this week? Would you be inclined to start Austin Hooper or hmm? who's Miami play this week? Or are they on by? They're on by. They're on by. Would you rather play Austin Hooper? or I'm trying to think of a good matchup. Austin Hooper or Trey Burton?
0: Uh, they are also on by. <laughs> um, I can't even t- ha- how about I'll give you one. T- uh, Austin Hooper or TJ Hawkinson, Detroit That's against fine, Atlanta. That
1: doesn't count.
0: That doesn't count. TJ Hawkinson's an alpha. He's a <laughs> fucking dog. How about... Austin Hooper or Hayden Hurst? Hayden Hurst going up against Detroit. Yeah,
1: that's the one. I would pick Hooper over Hayden Hurst.
0: How about one more? Um, Don't say on their memory. Dalton Schultz uh, for Dallas going up against Washington. Hooper
1: over Schultz.
0: Interesting. Uh, I also would Probably, like if I was in that position, I would probably play Hooper. Uh, though I do have, as my hype for this week, Dalton Schultz for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Washington football team has not been great at defending the tight end position uh, to this point. And while the entire Cowboys offense did not look great last week, um, I, I just... I buy into the idea that, uh, um, I'm sorry that Andy Dalton is more like, how do you say, like he's he's more of the type to try and target the safe Dalton Schultz sort of guy, you know, like if that makes sense. Like he's, I feel like he's not going to be like a gunslinger and trying to go super far downfield to Amari Cooper like he kind of was forced to last week with how the game went against Arizona Um, then again he could be forced to every week with the way that the Dallas defense is playing but then you know I I just feel like Dalton Schultz will be able to succeed in this matchup uh, with a quarterback who prefers to find that sort of safety route and uh uh, I mean I don't want to buy too much into the Andy Dalton led Dallas Cowboys offense because it's definitely not the same as the Dak led offense but um I mean what what how like how much would I have to pay you to start Dalton Schultz this week though
1: um I don't know. It's a good question though.
0: Um the the fact is I would have to pay you and that that's not good. But if you're very desperate and Dalton Schultz is out there on waiver wires, I would not be afraid uh to go pick him up and be and start him um over some of the other options that uh may be out there if I'm going to go take a look real quick at um poor tight ends and uh choose between Dalton Schultz and, um, let's say... who I don't know. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I don't even know if I really want either of them. That's kind of the tight end landscape. I don't know. I might even take Gronk in that situation. But, beyond that, Logan Thomas, I would take Dalton Schultz. Um, Evan Ingram... They play Philly this week. I would probably take Dalton Schultz. He's seen more volume. So certain certain situations like that. Um, so I I would uh, low end, but I, I would be interested in playing Dalton Schultz if I had to. All right. Uh, moving on here, Billy. done with the hype. Let's head into the hate. I'll actually kick it off with this one, uh, and I'm going to hate on Teddy Bridgewater at the quarterback position. Going up against the New Orleans Saints, I mean, it's not a terrible matchup, but I'm just not really interested in playing Teddy Bridgewater. He could definitely throw these little screens to Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore, and they could just, you know, go 50 yards to the house from them. But I feel like that's what you're kind of relying on. Um, I feel like this is, you know, going to be a game where Carolina is just going to have to, I don't know, they're. They're not. They haven't been predictable to this point, but I don't really see them winning. New Orleans coming off the bye, uh, favored among the Buccaneers in the division, and um, the the Saints should be able to score all over the Carolina Panthers. So um, I, I just don't know how much comeback Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I, I would definitely prefer Teddy Bridgewater who doesn't have to come back in these situations. You know, I, I feel like he performs better in those situations where it's kind of like a even game script and he doesn't have that sort of pressure on him, you know. And I feel like this is a situation here against New Orleans where you're going to have to hope for... Mm, I mean... I don't know that multiple big plays would be needed to to sort of save a day, but I don't know. I just don't see a ton of upside with Teddy. If that makes sense,
1: yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um,
0: not really too high on Teddy this week either. Um. So, how about you at the quarterback position? Then how how are you feeling on the opposite side? Would you rather play Teddy or your guy if you had to? If you were being forced to pick one,
1: Teddy or Who?
0: Your hate at the quarterback position. I
1: would probably play Teddy because he's shown a rushing floor this
0: season. That makes sense.
1: And that is different than uh, the receiver that I'm picking.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely makes sense. Uh, Why don't you head into the quarterback that you're picking? We left him in suspense long enough.
1: Yep, the quarterback that I'm picking is Jared Goff this week. Uh, Jared Goff is a very inconsistent player. He's either the type of player that won't win you a week, but he'll definitely have the uh, ability to lose you a week. And this is definitely one of those type of spots right here against the Bears on Monday Night Football. Um, I definitely like the Bears plus money. So uh, that's one of the spots that I'm looking at this week. Um, Chicago's a very tough team against quarterbacks, and they have not allowed multiple touchdowns to a quarterback all season long, and I doubt Jared Goff is the one to break that streak. How do you feel about Goff this week? Uh,
0: I agree with a lot of what you said. It's it's. I feel like they're going to have to rely on the. Uh, I feel like they're not going to be able to rely on um, the passing game in order to win this matchup. Like they're they're going to have to rely on the running game, if that makes sense. So like maybe. I, I think it's definitely more of a Darrell Henderson week than it is for Jared Goff and members of the passing game. Um, I I don't want to get too far down the line, but I I have mentioned in my hates as well that I'm not super high on the Rams passing game. Um, so definitely agree with the Jared Goff take. And uh, I would probably play Teddy Bridgewater ahead of golf if I was forced to this week as well. Uh, So at the running back position for this week, uh, as much as I love him, I'm going to hate on Jarek McKinnon a little bit here going up against New England. Yes, Mostert's not playing. Yes. uh, Tevin Coleman's not going to be playing. But as I mentioned, New England, the matchup's just a little scary. I feel like this is going to be a defensive game. Um, where New England is just going to try to contain everyone they possibly can. George Kittle is going to be hard to contain for sure, but I don't know how much I'm willing to buy into the San Francisco offense. It's just weird. You watch the team like Moster looks so much better than Jarek McKinnon. As much as I've heard great things about Jarek McKinnon all offseason, as as he, he's looked good for not playing for two years, but... Um, overall, like if I, if like, I'm, I'm fine with Jer- playing Jarek McKinnon. If Mostert and Coleman are both out, but I don't want to do it in a tougher matchup where I'm going to have to rely on him being a huge workhorse. And then last week too, you saw Michael hasty, get worked in a decent amount when, uh, when Mostert did go down then. So it's kind of concerning a little bit. Um, and I don't know how much I would be willing to invest in playing Jared McKinnon in this matchup. How do you feel about McKinnon this week, Billy? Um, I
1: kind of feel a little bit indifferent about that this week because uh, I know historically the Patriots have had a really good defense, but they have been absolute dog shit of recent. And I don't really haven't really been impressed by that team uh, these last couple of weeks. And uh, if Moster is out this week, I know uh, Jermichael Hasty has been getting more touches and stuff like that. But that's because Jeff Wilson's been out, and if Jeff Wilson's practicing this week and he's back on this team, it's very possible we might see Hasty in the third string role or even back on the practice squad, even though he's been upgraded from the practice squad. Um, I know he's been he got used a lot last week. But I think if Jeff Wilson's back this week, um, I think it's can be a three-headed monster. And I think Jarek McKinnon's going to be the head of that three-headed monster. And where the Patriots are going to be exploitable at is kind of the stuff that Jarek McKinnon kind of likes to do. And I feel like a lot of people in the fancy community this week are going to be talking about being down on Jarek McKinnon. But uh, I I, wouldn't say I love Jarek McKinnon this week, but um, – I don't hate Jared McKinnon this week. If I have him in spots, then I'm going to start him. No questions asked. And I definitely do have him in a lot of spots and I'm starting him with no questions asked. He just isn't like a uh, DFS type of play for me this week.
0: Yeah. Um, What was I? Oh, uh, Jeff Wilson is going to be, or was on track to be limited in practice today. So, um, he
1: is trending being, in the right direction
0: yeah being limited on Wednesday likely means he if he doesn't play this week then it would be uh, he would be back next week but um no I, I can agree with your points um, I think New England is a little better than how they've seen so far I think it's kind of been you know poor play to this point I agree uh, but it's it's an adjustment And everyone's kind of adjusting to this year. And, you know, it's been uh, not fun for for a lot of us in the uh, the fantasy community. But, Bill, uh, you want to head into your running back that you are hating on a little bit this week?
1: Yeah, the uh, running back I'm hating on this week is kenyon drake i know i was
0: on kenyon drake last
1: week um that was just because of game script the game script against dallas i don't know what people were thinking of uh dallas was favorited right before kickoff and um that was one of the most shocking lines of the week this week and um definitely exploited that the cardinals actually went to plus money at one point um pretty crazy But last week was a smash spot, and I put my money where my mouth was, and I played him in all my DFS Monday night slates. But um, I think this week is a different type of matchup against Seattle. I feel like uh, people are really exploiting, uh, underestimating the Cardinals' defensive improvements this year. Buda Baker has been playing outstanding for them. And um, I think they can keep this game close with Seattle. And if they do fall into a negative game script, I think it favors a guy like Chase Edmonds more who's been used in the passing game rather than Kenyon Drake, who's more of the between the tackles type of back that they've been using him for. Um, And also Kyler Murray has basically a rushing touchdown every game so far this season. So if they don't score multiple touchdowns from that backfield, Um, more times than not, it's going to be Murray, then Drake, then Edmonds, but I feel like Edmonds is going to be on the field. They're going to need a pass catching back for this type of game. How about you, Rob? How do you feel about Kenyon Drake?
0: Uh, I feel like he's, um, solid based on the workload. Like, you know, he's got that floor. Um, you bring up some good points. Like we, we can't look at last week and be like, Oh, Kenyon Drake you know, is finally performing how he should. He's back to being a locked and loaded starter. It's not that cut and dry. Um, So, yeah, I I definitely agree with you that there's reason for some worry, but uh, some people are going to be forced to play him because they're in that position, and uh, I respect it. At the same time, you know, I'm going to be in that position in a lot of leagues, so, you know, I hope you're wrong for my sake, but uh, I definitely can see many worlds in which you're right, so... Uh, not surprised. Um, for me, at the wide receiver position, I alluded to it a little bit earlier, but uh, hating a little bit on the Rams' passing game here. Robert Woods. Um, last week was a terrible week for Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods wasn't great. But he, you know, he hit that sort of floor that he always tends to hit, caught a touchdown. But if he didn't catch that touchdown, you would have been pretty upset with the day that Robert Woods had put up as well the Rams passing game was just not there last weekend and I don't expect it to be there this weekend against the Chicago Bears either so um Robert Woods is someone that I am am not really excited to play like there's a decent amount of other guys I'd be more interested in playing. Bill, I'll ask you a few of them. Uh, How do you feel between Robert Woods and Jamison Crowder this week? Jets are going up against the Bills.
1: Give me the Crowder, man. man. As a team wide receiver this season, (laughs) baby. Stamp it.
0: Stamp it. Uh, Terry McLaurin for Washington. is not
1: even a question. uh, Come on, man. Dallas' defense is... Arguably the worst in the league.
0: It is Kyle Allen. Though. I have to say that. I have to, I, mean, I just have Allen, to throw it out there.
1: Kyle Allen didn't destroy DJ Moore's upside. All right. I'll take that back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Fine. I'll give you one more. Um, Robert Woods or Brandon Cooks. Houston plays Green Bay.
1: Woods.
0: Interesting. I might take the shot on Cooks.
1: What a collision number one there, baby.
0: Uh, yeah, but I mean, Watson. Watson's starting to cook. He's gonna have to cook to uh keep up in this one. So I feel as though uh, it could pay off. I mean, who knows? Obviously, you know, wait and see. But uh, I'm not willing to bet on it. But uh, I I can definitely see it happening. Uh, How about you at the wide receiver position for this week?
1: The wide receiver that I'm hating on this week is – I don't even have one. Yeah, you have Juju. Uh, Yeah, 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 Juju. (laughs) The wide receiver (laughs) that I'm hating on this week is Juju Smith-Schuster, man. Um, Let me just say this. It's sad to see this, and I think it's officially time to say Juju is dust. Um, through the first two seasons of his NFL career, he scored 14 touchdowns, but this season he's failed to top 69 receiving yards. This season, he's become a very touchdown reliant wide receiver. He has averaged a combined 9.4 PPR fantasy points in his last two games. Combined 9.4. Juju is owned in more than 99% of leagues. He's a player that you should no longer be trusting. With Chase Claypool emerging, Deontay Johnson coming back, and James Washington getting the deep down the field air yard targets, there's no more upside for Juju Smith-Schuster, and I'm really scared of his fancy numbers this season. And I'm, it's, I think it's about time for Dynasty Leaguers to start putting the uh, tier of rookie wide receivers ahead of Juju and. That includes the guys like Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins, all those guys all yeah. over Juju uh, Smith-Schuster.
0: I remember when Juju was a dynasty darling after his 1,400-yard season. And um, it's, it's just been all downhill from there. So, sad. Hopefully, you know, the future can change for him. Um, but uh, remains to be seen. And. You know, all we can do is hope Uh, time to close it out. Essentially we have our tight ends here and I'm going to talk again about the Rams passing attack. I like to, I like to stack these little things and eh. I'll take the, the easier one this week with Tyler Higbee. Uh, people have been clinging to dear life with Tyler Higbee, but he's really only had one game where you've been really happy with him so far this season. The three, the th- And it took three touchdowns to get there, by the way. So uh, Tyler Higbee, as we've mentioned uh, multiple times throughout this episode, but we're not on the passing attack for the Rams this week, going up against Chicago, Tyler Higbee. Has not been reliable to this point this season. We've kind of seen both him and Gerald Everett uh, utilized, and you know, kind of kills each other's fantasy value. So if they're both eaten into each other a little bit, and uh, they're going up against a, a tougher passing defense, then I'm not uh, I'm not excited to play him. And and like I said, some people have been clinging to him in the sense of like, it's hard to find tight ends off the waiver wire that are worth playing. But, um, I would play many, many tight ends off the way I would be willing to play Darren Fells off the waiver wire over Tyler Higby this week. Do you feel that same way, Bill? I don't, uh, um, probably. I don't, I don't know that Jordan Akins will play this yeah, week. If he, uh,
1: what I'm saying that's all an entire different question on itself.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's say Jordan Aikens is out, then then without question, I'd be willing yeah. to play Darren Pell. So. Um, how about you finish it up here for us? Yeah, at the
1: that I'm not hype on this week. These are for the Dynasty League truthers right here. Chris Herndon is dead, man. Uh, he didn't even account for one target last week in that loss against the Dolphins. He's only running... of the routes per game and playing on 55% of those snaps. He's been on the field as a blocking tight end, man. It's so sad to see those uh, Chris Herndon truthers out there. He gets a decent matchup this week against the Buffalo Bills, but I am not starting Chris Herndon in the deepest of deepest and deepest leagues. And, And he could be bare minimum price. He could be negative money plus money. I don't care for daily fantasy. I'm not playing Chris Herndon. Anyway. Would you
0: be Would you be interested in playing him if Adam Gase was fired?
1: No, I would rather play Cameron Braid than Chris Herndon.
0: That's a rather play Richard
1: Rodgers than Chris Herndon.
0: That's the tight end dart throw right I there. Play
1: Albert Owaguale wherever the fuck his name is from. I'm not even going to try
0: to make an, an attempt to for that so
1: because 80 uh, <laughs> air yards over there for Denver. So uh, there's a lot more other tight ends. Don't fall into a guy that you thought was going to be a sleeper coming into the season and keep on starting him because you like the talent of the player. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Just take your losses and get rid of Chris Herndon.
0: Sad to say, but, uh, yeah, I definitely have to agree. And I, it would it would be hard for me to uh, want to hold on to him in, in Dynasty leagues, honestly, to this point. So, All right, Bill, uh, let's finish it out here. With our survivor picks uh, for the week, as you can see, Billy's taking the Buffalo Bills. I normally put the matchups in here. I should have done that, but the Buffalo Bills. He's, you know, I mean they're they're playing the Jets, and it's just it's just the easy way out. But you know, easy wins I are wouldn't easy wins.
1: That I would say the Buffalo Bills have been disrespected and embarrassed in the last two primetime spots that they have been on. They should come out very hot against the New York Jets. One of the lanes that I have this week is the Buffalo Bills' first half money line in a parlay piece.
0: I will say that you picked the Jets, or I'm sorry, you picked the Dolphins last week um, against the Jets, and I had first dibs last week for survivor picks, and I really wanted to take the Dolphins, but – I don't know. Just something with the division matchup was skeeving me out. So I, I ended up...
1: Fucking Packers.
0: <laughs> I picked the Packers.
1: You picked the Packers, man. You picked the Packers?
0: <laughs> the <laughs> Dolphins? The absolute meltdown of Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, it, it hurt me in our matchup here. I'm now two games behind you with... Uh, I mean, we still got we still got ten weeks to go, but we're oh, running out of teams here. Oh man, we're, we're running out teams know, of teams here too. So, so to to catch up. Kind of on I don't know. Well, I I gotta hope for the Jets, <laughs> for the Jets to win this week. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. They're playing against the New York Giants at home, and uh, this is a team as battered as they are with injuries. They're going up against a piss poor. New York Giants team and if the Eagles want to compete in the division you know I made the same argument for the Dallas Cowboys two weeks ago when they were playing the Giants if they want to compete in this division you can't lose this game so should be a win fingers crossed because who knows with the Philadelphia Eagles Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping that I can come back on you Bill I don't know though we'll have to see um again follow the show at Dynasty Force Pod. Check us out on YouTube, Dynasty Force Podcast, Bill at getting Bills on Twitter. Me at Fantasy Force FB. And uh we hope you enjoyed the show today, guys. Um
1: couldn't see my pretty face this week. Yeah,
0: I well actually we do see your face in the avatar, and it's actually Prettier than normal, I would say, if I would say
1: Ooh, Rob, don't 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 say that, man. Kate's sitting right <laughs> next to me. Sure.
0: <laughs> no. Um couldn't see me at all because I for some reason the avatar picture wouldn't even load. But then again, if it did load, I would have just used my Twitter A B. So you still wouldn't have seen me. But other weeks, uh most other weeks you will see us. So, you know. Don't uh don't feel too bad. Don't miss us too much. We'll be back hopefully with cameras next week, without issue. Bill, I hope you enjoy your weekend. Hope you have a great uh, fantasy time, and I hope that uh, you enjoy those fights.
1: Yeah, man. Make sure you hit me up in quarantine, crazy. We're looking for trades, We're tanking for Lawrence. Made I don't,
0: them. I don't know if I can do that because I have no assets to trade you, as I've already traded them. Uh, but uh, other other people have better assets for you i'm, I'm sure i'm sure all right you guys
1: throw that one out there see you guys
0: see you all thanks again for tuning in catch you next week thanks so much